So what is it like being a, a D and an S? Uh, weird, because you're you're fighting constantly with yourself <laughs> on which which end you want to be on. Right. I mean, it, it's part of the thing, right? Like, and but I think a, a lot of the black belts can fall in this space because you know, as a as a project manager, as a project leader, they're expected to be the the voice and the dominant person trying to make sure everybody lines up together and gets the stuff done to show mm-hmm. the results because that's how they're going to be measured. But at the same time, in order to make sure that things happen, they have to be more collaborative and they have to make sure things are working and they get everybody consensus and work together. That's where the steady comes mm-hmm. into play. So um, I, I guess that's where I'm caught in between. Welcome to the E-Success Methods Podcast with Jacob and Aaron, your weekly dose of tips and tricks to achieve excellent performance in your business and career. Join us as we explore deeper into the practical worlds of Lean, Six Sigma, project management, and design thinking. In this episode number 172, Disc Over Demaic Part 2, we continue our discussion on the disc personality types and when to leverage the strength of each dimension through the demaic phases of a project. If you're just tuning in for the first time, find all our back episodes on our podcast table of contents at esuccess-methods.com. If you like this episode, be sure to click the like link in the show notes. It's easy. Just tap our logo, click, and you're done. Tap, click, done. Here we go. So uh, there is there is a sort of an infographic, anybody wants to look at the show notes, that shows how all these interplay. Basically, there it's on a somewhat of a, a couple axes versus uh, outgoing D and I on the outgoing side versus C and S on the reserve side, D and C task oriented, I and S people oriented, and sort of just puts together how how each letter is described by their dominant uh, attributes. Got it. Yep. So you did mention the different parts of your personality that you need to leverage at different times, and I think that's uh, really what we we're getting. What I was getting to in putting together this plan, uh, which mm-hmm. which is to okay. Knowing who you are and knowing what has to be done at what time in a project, at what time do we, quote, invoke the necessary spirit animal over the course of the demaic process in order to both have the right level of detail, have the right level of support from our team members, uh, but also drive it over the goal line? Yeah, I can see that. I mean, the question will be, is it very easy to make that switch? Uh, Or is it more of a conscious it, the idea is, I think, what you're trying to say is people who are in these roles need to be conscious about what it takes to be successful in each of these phases or each of these tasks even sometimes. What spirit animals should you bring out if you do have some elements around of these things? Or if not, we'll have to find a way to get you to that place. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, I, th- I, I think uh, there are quite a few people who do it unconsciously. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's, but almost everybody has a bit of a gap. Like people who are willing to drive a project forward, they're usually leaving some rubble in behind them. You know, uh, either either they haven't brought a team along with them, they've uh, hurt some relationships along the way, made some political enemies. Um, versus the complete opposite, people who are have more of a empathetic approach are just too slow. They never get there, uh, and they're too worried about making people upset. Uh, so there is a balance, but but really, it starts with knowing who you are and uh, and knowing what the goal is and is who I am. Do I have to be somebody else <laughs> for a brief time to uh, bring this properly to close? I mean, and that's what I've had to struggle with. I've had to be somebody else on a number of occasions where 
I really just want to tell people, no, we got to do this. We don't have time for this. But what I'm doing instead is, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more. <laughs> tell me more mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, um, in the defined phase, so I broke down the defined phase between some basic high high level deliverables, high level deliverables, a charter, stakeholder analysis, voice, getting voice to the customer, and um, and then finally the discipline to execute. I find that a lot of the builds that I coach, they get a lot of detail for the charter, get a lot of detail for these other things, and then it's it's ready, aim, 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 and they really have a hard time with getting f- to, all right, let's close define phase and move on. Is that mainly because of their pay? I mean, you know, I, I would see that more because that's their personality. You want to make sure they're perfect about it because I can see the other piece also, right? Where there's the there's a person who's a dominant person. Like, yeah, yeah, we got most of it covered. Let's move on. You know, let's, yes. let's, 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 let's get to where we need to be. You right. know, let's not spend our time over here. Right. Uh, so I think, I think what you're trying to highlight is you need to spend the right amount of effort in each of these things and usually you know when to draw that boundary. So, mm-hmm. you know, channel your, your inner spirit animal combination for each of these things uh, as much as you can right. to help facilitate that. Right. So let's talk about the charter. So if you see things a little bit differently than I've gotten the notes, just, uh, you know, chime in. So project definition, project scoping, and creating your business case. I'm thinking you got to be a bit of a, a bit of a, an owl and a bit of a lion at the same time. You want enough detail, but you don't want to spend a whole lot of time on these things because at the end of the day, these things don't actually bring value. They just help put together enough information to communicate to everyone else what your goals will be. Yeah, I can see that. And then in stakeholder analysis, uh, it is it is uh, requires a little bit of empathy. So you want to you want to invoke your high S a little bit, but also it is a little bit analytical uh, in a sense. So you you want to balance that as well. Yep. Getting the voice of the customer. Uh, this may require being some some extra level of uh, extroversion. So you know, adopt your peacock during that time, but still have your golden retriever next to you. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But there is some analysis behind it, so there is some depth of knowledge that you'll, if you are, say, interviewing customers or people, uh, you have to know when to dig deeper on on a question. So it is still analytic after that, and then of course you gotta finish. It's important not to get stuck in these endless loops of working in these areas, and just at some point you gotta invoke the lion and move on. Mm-hmm. So similar sort of thing in measure phase, except a lot of measure phase is a lot more deeper analytics than in the other phases, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. So you have to really invoke your high C a lot more during stability and capability studies, measurement system analysis, and uh, graphical analysis, and then process mapping. So these are a lot of listening, a lot of capturing information, a lot of documenting, really does get into quite a bit of detail. Totally agree, and I think it's it's more more that owl also. I mean, it's the 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 golden retriever coming is just to make sure you're pleasing everybody and everybody's voice is being heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's mainly making sure that, you know you are actually dotting all your i's and crossing all your t's. Right. Um, cause and effect. Uh, there may be some brainstorming here, so uh, it's still a lot of the same listening, capturing information. If you're doing the fishbone or the C and E. But I also listed on the, I put the FMEA in this area, 
and I added the lion because what well, one thing we know about the FMEA, it's my favorite, uh, is that it's mm-hmm. uh, it can be hard to stop. So <laughs> sometimes you just got to bring the lion in to say, okay, time to stop. Yep. And then there's some aspect of team management in all these. So uh, it's not just the tools that you have to do, but it is the the entire situation that needs to be managed. So keeping things on task is a good C and D sort of uh, activity. Stakeholder management, a little bit more uh, high S. And uh, meeting management, again, is a C and D. You still want to be able to drive these things to completion. Yep. And then analyze phase. What do you think about analyze phase? Uh, I think it's the same combination again. Mainly, you want to be that data person who is a conscientious person who is spending all the time to understand what happens when, where, how. Mm. And uh, the the steady part needs to come a little bit because you really want everybody's voice to be heard on what is going on and how what's affecting them. Right. These, these are um, kind of an area where perfectionism is may be called for. So these that's sort of the perfectionist trait. But again, execution discipline, make sure you have the lion at the end of that phase to kick you out of it and say, okay, we've analyzed enough. Can we make some improvements? And then we move on to the improved phase. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the other point is, yes, you know, spending the time in this phase is critical. But at the same time, you're still analyzing the broken process. So let's not spend too much time mm-hmm, over here. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can get into analytics too much and too deep. Uh, find the right balance. Absolutely. You are listening to E6S Methods Podcast, brought to you by E6S Industries. Join us on our website at www.e6s-methods.com. Journey through success. Are you tired of hearing our commercials? Wouldn't you rather hear your own? Buy a one-minute spot to reach hundreds of listeners each week on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. Showcase your product, market your service, or maybe even reach out to a potential employer in a truly creative and unique way. Contact us through our website for more details, www.esuccess-methods.com. Journey through success. So now we're into improve. And at this point, when you start brainstorming, it's supposed to be no holds barred and anything under the sun is uh, and there's no stupid ideas and we try to invoke a little bit of fun so we have to bring out the the high eye again for just try to make it fun and try to make it team oriented so that's why we bring in the the s as well and the lion to stop because brainstorming can't go on forever and then when you brainstorm with quite a bit of uh, potential solutions you still need to prioritize so we start bringing back in the analytics, so the high C, the owl, to get down to the detail and to get down to a consensus. And then we have to bring in the golden retriever because this is a long, drawn-out thing. And the golden retriever has to, the high S, has to kind of listen to everybody's debate back and forth uh, and sort of mediate, okay, I think what I heard is this and what I heard is this. Can we agree on this and move on? Yeah. All right, and then pilot testing. It's a little bit more like uh, task management, so the C and D, uh, the mistake proofing. I'm putting a I'm putting a an S and D in here. Um, I put the D in there to keep it simple, but I put the S in there um, because it should be should have the empathy for the, the doers and the users of in that direct area. I, you know, 
I see the D in there, but I think it's more the I actually. Okay. Because you want to make sure that you can drive the change for that piece. You know, you want to influence everybody to get to even acting in a way where uh, this might not be the best solution, guys. We have to think and get everybody together to rally behind. Why don't we try to solve this problem forever? Hmm. Okay. Um, I, I see that coming into play a lot over here. So I was thinking of it from the aspect of uh, simplicity of design. So whatever mm-hmm. it is that the design goes through, it shouldn't be some long, drawn-out, complicated solution. Got it. So okay, but yeah, I see what you're saying about having the eye on there as well, mm-hmm. and then it goes down to team management, and that's just uh, a repeat of what we said Same before. Combination. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, then control phase and uh, control phase starting to get into standard work. We want the control plan done, and then basically want to transition out of these things. So when you're creating your standard work and you're putting your procedures together, it's pretty much a combination of all of them for for different reasons, I think. No. I would have to disagree there. Yeah. I, I think standard work is 100% details, making sure everybody understands who's doing what, when, where. Now, I can maybe see the simplicity piece of it, but otherwise... Uh, no, it's it's getting into the nitty-gritties at this point because everybody – it needs to be crystal clear who's doing what, when, where, how. Yes. So I, 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 I'd say that is purely a C step. But a, C, a pure C would make it a 20-page document. And that All might text. be what's necessary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So maybe a combination of a C and an I. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, so it depends on – so I put I in there for simplicity, but – Really, so that was the the I is to say, okay, don't just use text, use pictures. D is like get to the point, um, but but at some level, it has to be the right amount of detail to to get the job done. And then the S is I, I put it in there just because it's still got to be relevant. So the S means it's got to be for the user. The C mm-hmm. is there is because for the detail. So it's it's actually harder for me to wrap around, but I, I do think that you need a little bit of both, but. Maybe it's a little heavier on the C. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's literally all on the C. Because if you don't get this right, then how you're training people, what you're doing with this, and how this is going to be maintained going forward is going to be hard. Okay. Now, it is the S is probably the one who's going to follow this to the T. <laughs> um, hmm. So it's, and I don't think this is more, let's have the S personality to validate if it's working, but I look at it more. Um, it is to suffice the S's is why you need the procedures for. Because they are the ones who are going to spread this out, make sure everybody follows this, and um, you know cracks the whip or makes the noise when people are deviating from that. Hmm. Interesting. I, I, I see it in that aspect. Okay. So what about the, uh, the dashboard? Um, again, for accuracy, again, it's, it needs to make sure that the conscientious person, it's data-driven so you know exactly what it's showing. And then I think it is a little bit... Uh, if you're saying Peacock is for simplicity, then I would say it for that. It's the same combination right, right. as the procedures, I okay. would say. Uh, visual controls? Uh, that I can see the standardization and the and making it easy for everybody. I can see okay. that. So INNS, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right, control plan. Um, so I had here detailed, but but not too many. Uh, mm-hmm. and then, but you got to push it forward and you have to... To make it accepted, I guess, at that point as well. Yeah. 
you know, it's a tough one. There's a key, you know, there's a couple of different key things that have been coming out and, and maybe the rules of thumb, maybe the best practices, but uh, a lot of what is taught and I'm, I don't know if I fully agree with it, but that a control plan should not be very long. It should only be a couple lines to control just a few key things. But in my history, the control plans I've seen have been several dozen lines of things to control. Uh, So Hmm. I'm a little, I'm a little unsure about what makes a great control plan, but I think detailed, but succinct, I think would make a good control plan. Yeah, I would agree. If that makes yeah. sense. They seem like they're polar opposites, but I don't think I mean, you know, yeah, I mean the one thing I can say for a control plan what I've been, you know, what I've been encouraging teams to do is if you are no longer doing this and you're outsourcing this to somebody, what would you be looking at to ensure that it's working mm-hmm. right? So that's the way how you keep it succinct and at the same time you need, still need to know if they are being do, if they're doing what you're expecting them to do. Because you don't want to read a 30-page report. Mm-hmm. That's right. Or you don't want to look at 30 different dashboards. Right. So what is your your way of keeping an eye on it? That's what you're looking for. Got it. And then the transition planning. So eventually you want somebody else to take over, and you as the belt would like to walk away and still have things working correctly. So transition planning, somewhat part of the control plan, but this is at, at the point where you get somebody to sit, to accept that they will take it over and that, hey, man, I got it from here. Thank you very much for your service. It may require a little bit of salesmanship, may require some slow, patient empathy, uh, but at the end, it still also requires you to push. So I still have essentially all four in here as well. Yeah, I guess. At this point, it's just the DNNI in me coming and saying, I'm done. Peace out. <laughs> Here's what you're left with. Good luck. <laughs> that would describe a DNNI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My time's uh, up. It's all yours now. I've cleaned it up now. Good luck. <laughs> you know. I guess that's the, uh, the, the, C, the, C, the C in me is saying, eh, it's not that easy. <laughs> but that's reality though, right? Because I've been assigned the new project. I got to get out of here. So what? here's all the information that I've collected, and then good luck. <laughs> it ends at, at least you got to at least get to a signature. It ends at a signature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that would explain why, you know, some of these transition plans in some of our projects have been, hey, you still need to watch this for another three months six. or a year or, yeah. or whatever. You have six months as your standard now? Yeah, three to six months. Three to six months, Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, we used to have a, a one-year standard uh, where we used to work, but that was mostly to capture the financial benefits. <laughs> that was more for the financial benefits, yeah. Uh, I think I'm working on a three-month standard here for, con- for uh, not control phase, but after control, for realize phase. Got it. But we still capture the financial benefits for a full year. Mm-hmm. All right, so just a quick recap. The DISC model, D-I-S-N-C, Dominant Influence, Steadiness, and Conscientiousness, Describes many of our personality traits, whether or not we are we gravitate towards something more sales, something more detail oriented, uh, engineering. Um, there are some typical combinations, uh, but we should recognize who we are and recognize also that who we are doesn't necessarily fit what's needed throughout the phases of pretty much any kind of project. 
Uh, so over the life of a Demaic project, you may need to be, you may be a high C at times, uh, maybe more naturally, like myself, but sometimes you're going to have to be more of a high D and move things forward, and also a high S. That way, when you move things forward, uh, other people are coming along with you, and you're not just doing it alone. So uh, in a nutshell, that is my intention for creating Disc Over Demaic. All right. Thank you, Aaron, for sharing. <laughs> Anything else to add, Jacob? No, this is great. All right. Thank you very much. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to episode 172 of the eSuccess Methods podcast. Don't forget to click like or dislike for this episode in the show notes. Tap click done. If you have a question, comment, or advice, leave a note in the comments section or contact us directly. Feel free to email me, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at esuccess-methods.com or on our website. We reply to all messages. If you heard something you like, then clamor and share it. Didn't like what you heard? Join our LinkedIn group and tell us why. Don't forget you can find notes and graphics for all shows and more at www.e6s-methods.com. Journey through success. If you're not climbing up, you're falling down. 